You're listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European-level actions within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode number 97. I'm your host, Andras Pinter, and joining me for the show are my co-hosts, Jelena Levin and Pontus Böckmann. Sziasztok! Всем привет! Hey Sam, hey Sam! Oh, it's been a long time ago that we we were we were together recording a show. Yeah, it's li- been a little like bit this. disorganized over the last month or so, traveling around all around the world and 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 uh, lots of interviews, lots of fun stuff. But uh, now today we're going to do a regular show for once. And it'll be good, good, good. Yeah. And what a silly thing I did. I recorded two interviews, two more interviews at the European Skeptics Congress, and I totally lost the the recordings. I have no idea where where I placed them, so they're they're totally misplaced. I feel so bad about that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it again. No, no, no. But uh, (laughs) yeah, considering how chaotic... Uh, my last month and a half has been. Uh, it's a bit of a miracle that it's, it's it was only two interviews that I lost. <laughs> uh, I still have a couple of couple of others though uh, oh, that good. that are recorded while we were on tour with uh, Susan Gerbic, Mark Edward, and uh, Lubo Baborov. Mm. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to release them uh, um, probably on this episode because um, there are short interviews. And um, it would be the best timing because um, Dankfest in uh, Switzerland is on this weekend um, Mm -hmm. and they were both recorded in Switzerland, in Zurich. So I think it's uh, the best time for them to be released. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but congresses and, and conferences have been going on for a while and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's nice. It's nice. Skeptic world. It's not. It's not over yet, actually. Okay. What are you talking about? I, I, well, Jelena and I will be in uh, Sofia, Bulg- Bulgaria, in uh, well, as this comes out, just a couple of days on the fifth of November. Oh, actually, that's the same weekend when Dankfest is on. Yeah. yeah. So you have to choose, yeah. boys and girls. <laughs> you can't go yeah. to both. <laughs> Either you go to Sofia or you go to uh, Dankfest. But then we also have, uh, the week after that, we have uh, ConceptCon Yay. in Le- Leiria in Portugal. And that'll, I'm sure that'll be fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the theme is, I think, Once Upon a Time, Stories from History. So uh, that's, that's the theme for, for, for this year's. And I just saw that Antonia de Onate... Yes. Uh, will be one of the speakers. I saw that and, too. And she's a historian. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that uh, it fits very well with, with what I'm, I'm about to start working on. Um, you probably remember that I gave a talk on um, f- lies and, and uh, falsehoods and, mm. and uh, BS in uh, tourism, in tourism yeah. Yeah. at uh, Skepticamp in Manchester. And that has a, an, a very important aspect of historical facts and how we know and and how people in working in tourism do not have the proper means to to work out whether things are factual or not. Mm. And um, yeah, that's um, 
And and do they, you know, Anders, do they even have the the interest to do that? Because I mean, what they're no. they're more interested in making saying something uh, nice, something that is interesting, yeah. that is uh, sensational, etc. Yeah. Whether yeah, it's yeah. true or not is sort of secondary, unless they have. Yeah, well, unless is. they're you, I guess. <clears throat> uh, well, it's 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 difficult to be a skeptic and a tour guide at the same time, because uh, of obviously, as a skeptic, you want to be factual. You don't want you want to do your research and and you you want to say things that actually are actually backed up by evidence. Uh, but but it's not easy. So no, uh, it takes a lot of effort, and that's why I'm I'm so much sleep deprived because i try my best to 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 look up things and not rely solely on my imagination and 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 my memory that my vague memories of of things that i've read somewhere hmm. and uh, yeah but this, because what i believe very strongly is that whatever you do and whenever you have an audience and you speak to an audience you have a responsibility because they will treat you as someone who is reliable, who's a, who's a reliable source, no matter how shitty your sources are and, and how badly prepared you are, they will treat you as an authority. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to give a whole lecture um, on this show about <laughs> that. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what, I, what I, I really feel very strongly about. Mm. I agree. And that's why I'm going to work on this topic for uh I do have plans to write a couple of blog posts on that and uh and even even some videos or stuff. So, uh whenever I have some time and and I can figure out how not to end up sleeping even less while doing <laughs> that, I can probably do that um, and get around to do it. Hmm. So like next summer then we can look forward to that. Very good. No, 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 actually, the, the season is over, so I'm oh, going to be oh, home really? for three weeks after my, my trip that I'm on right now. I mean, I'm currently in Italy, so I should have said, I should have, instead of Siostok, I should have said Buonasera, actually. Mm. Mm. You love Italy, don't you? Both I love of you. it. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you ever been to Sicily? Not to Sicily, not, no. Yeah, not no, to Sicily. No, no. Mm, that's a different world. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah. If there is someone listening to our show from Sicily, please get in touch and uh, tell me to go to hell because I'm just talking <laughs> shit about your country. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, oh, sorry, it's a, by your country. I mean your your region. But uh, yeah, um, I'm up for it. I do stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... If there is nothing else to to talk about before we actually start the show, I suggest we we crack on with it. Yes, let's do that. Let's do this. Okay. And to do that, I'd like to ask you, Yelena, to talk about someone with relevance to this week in Skepticism. Yes, and I would love to do that. And I will be talking about somebody who died on the October the 31st, the Halloween night. Oh, of, how very nice. Ooh, of 1926. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was uh, Harry Houdini. He was uh, 52 years old when he died. And he is very well known, actually, um, to many, many, many people, Harry Houdini. 
I, if I'm not mistaken, well, it was he was inspiration to James Randi and to many other actually. Um, now he was born in Budapest, Hungary. I know, Andrzej. Really. <laughs> By the um, name of Eric Weiss. That's right. He he, he wasn't his uh, his real name, of course, but um, which is not a Hungarian name, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's a German name. Yeah. And he named himself. I don't know if he knew that, but he named himself after another magician. Oh. Yes. Um, Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> Henri Potter. He, there was another. There was another French magician conjurer, John Eugene Robert Houdin. And he, Harry Houdini, actually uh, accused the original magician, the French magician, of, of um, stealing tricks and copying and, um, yeah, basically just being a copycat. And then he even wrote a book called The Unmasking of Robert Houdini, where he branded mm. his namesake a fraud who waxed great on the brain works of others. But anyway, uh, Harry Houdini, of course, had his uh, many of his own original tricks and he was an escapist artist. Uh, he performed uh, amazing tricks, escaped from many places uh, whilst breaking lots of bones I've, I've read and um, a great performer and magician. And um, he was an aviation pioneer so he wanted to fly so he he, hmm? he, he really? learned how to do that that was quite um, interesting i would like to be an aviation pioneer to be honest well that's not an easy job these days i know <laughs> well that's also yeah he actually lived most of his life in america um even though he was born in hungary and he has um assisted with the american war effort during the world war one he, he starred in many in few movies actually he, he owned his own movie studio but i guess what's more relevant to our podcast is the fact that houdini debunked psychics and supernatural as the world's greatest trickster and illusionist houdini had little patience for anyone who claimed to be in possession of supernatural powers um, and beginning in the 1920s, he embarked on a second career as a professional skeptic and a debunker of psychic mind readers, mediums and other spiritualists. Good man. Reported, yeah, who purported to be able to contact the deceased, which I think is the, the lowest um, of the scams, um, to be honest. Um, and he campaigned tirelessly, often visiting seances in disguise to exp uh, expose the um, ringleaders as frauds. And he also offered $10,000 back in the day uh, reward to any psychic who could present physical phenomena that could not be explained rationally. Um, of course, you won't be surprised, guys. No one ever collected. Hmm. Um, well, I am. And um, I believe uh, the Randy's Foundation used to have a reward of $1 million to anybody who would try to... Uh, who claimed to, to be able to uh, prove their uh, uh, abilities, um, spiritual abilities and mind readers, etc. But I don't think this... Under reasonable experimental conditions. Correct. But uh, I believe that has never been done. So uh, I, d I don't think this prize... Lo no, this no longer exists, doesn't it? The one million No, I think it's retired now. That's retired now. So for, for everything that Harry Houdini did in his life, his death is uh, has been a little bit of a mystery itself. And um, the Snopes, the good old Snopes that we like to use to debunk um, some of the online stories, did an article on his death. Um, 
because uh, what's believed well it's i think it's one of the uh, more, more believed theories is that harry houdini has been punched in the stomach um and died uh, of the ruptured appendix not long after and um that's that's been there's been some speculations of you know was it done on purpose whatever but it it, it was all um, not, nothing can be proved at this stage because obviously there isn't enough uh, evidence out there but um, as far as we know he he wasn't very well and uh, he didn't seek help uh, in time and he did have problems with his appendicitis and when it's ruptured he didn't uh, go straight to the hospital but he suffered through pain and then uh, he contracted an infection and that caused his death so um, even though there are some conspiracies that he's been poisoned and something else something else but um, it's all you know it's, it's an unfortunate thing and unfortunately because he didn't have access to antibiotics uh, which could have saved him um, he, he died from the infection that could have been easily treated um, I guess we're lucky to have antibiotics although that's a question of how long that's gonna continue so was it was it really because of that blow no uh, no so the we don't really we can't say for sure but um, we know that the uh, order of the events was such that he has received a blow from some of his fans because he was always boasting that he's got a quite strong stomach and he can uh, bear any kind of um, strong blows to his stomach and uh, his muscles were strong. But um, if his appendicitis ruptured at the time and was he was already in a lot of discomfort by that point, this blow would have probably not helped. But um, there is no 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 way of saying whether that was the reason. So that's all I wanted to to to, to talk about today. And um, he remains one of the <clears throat> brightest um, stars in ma- world of magicians, as well as uh, skepticism as well. Um, yeah. And um, he was influential to many many people. Hmm. And dying, dying on the day of Halloween. And wow. dying on the day of Halloween, I That's know. creepy. That's creepy. Yeah. My favorite story about him mm-hmm. uh, is that of his correspondence with author Conan Doyle. Oh, yeah. 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 About, about Doyle's belief Into uh, fairies, in yeah. spiritualism and, yeah. and, and, the, and the fairies. Yeah. Yeah. And the fairies, the cottingly fairies. That yeah. is the, that yeah, is the, a good story. the best ever. That is, yeah. that is a brilliant story. Yeah. And how he tried to convince uh, his pen friend yeah. that <laughs> this, is, this is just not true. This, this cannot be real. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Massimo Polidoro wrote uh, quite extensively about that. Yes. Yeah. Of yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Yelena. Pleasure. Harry Houdini, mm. also known as Eric Weiss. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to discussing a couple of news items, shall we? Okay. <laughs> right. We will start in Norway, where there is a Christian TV channel who is being criticized for selling prayers. This is the Vision Norge, or Vision Norway. They have uh, basically provided the viewers with a, with a price list, uh, and where depending on ha- your level of donations, you will receive more or less powerful blessings and prayers by a Nigerian pastor, no, no less, called 
Bayou Oniwinde. That must be expensive. Yeah, it, it is expensive. I'll come to the price list. Uh, this was actually in the news already in 2015, mm. but it is, has now resurfaced in the news with victims coming forward and telling how much they've actually paid over the years. Uh, so from the price list for uh, 1,500 to 3,000 Norwegian kroner, that's about, you could divide it by 10, so it's 150 to 300 euros you will receive a blessing that makes you, quote, stronger by the end of 2017. Yeah, very mm. <laughs> tangible promise there. Uh, <laughs> if you pay a thousand euros, you will receive the blessing of Isaac. Yep, that's how much that is worth. Who is who is the Nigerian? Uh, no, no, uh, Isaac. I don't know who Isaac is, actually. It's okay. just uh, any, any Isaac. <laughs> So uh, Isaac is just a generic <laughs> someone somewhere uh, out there. I, I, I don't know. There must be lo loads of people in the Bible called Isaac, so maybe one of those. Uh, because for 5,000 uh, euros, you will receive the blessing of Peter, which I believe is Saint Peter. They also promise that uh, you will not be uh, sick if you donate. And you're especially encouraged to make recurring monthly transfers. And one elderly gentleman told the papers that he has donated 2,500 Norwegian, that's 250 euros, per month during a very long time. And uh, yeah, it's nothing more to the story than that. I didn't realize that we had tele-evangelists in, in, in Europe that was on that level. And of course, the TV channel has been challenged, but their defense is that all donations are voluntary, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you can get away with anything then. Yeah, there's no gun held against your head no, 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 no. to donate. Yeah, if that's they, true. If you're stupid enough to send us money, we will receive it. Hmm? Uh, are you talking about ourselves or them? Uh, us too, us too. We okay, will receive okay, any yeah. money you send us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just asking. Oh, now yeah, that yeah. we have a Patreon page, well, you know, I had to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this is something that um, Edzard Ernst writes about in on his blog, um, and this is the um, news item that came from UK. He writes about the regrettable journalism around the tragic death uh, of a chiropractor patient. It happened not long ago, and it was um, it involved an 80-year-old bank manager who visited a private clinic in New York with a backache in August. Um, and apparently his wife watched as he lost consciousness right there and appeared to become paralyzed from neck down. And the following day he died in hospital in Leeds. Um, so I guess we, we, we know... <laughs> or it has been known for a while that chiropractice is, 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 has never been proven to work. And uh, in some cases, it can be dangerous. And um, as it, it became apparent, can lead to death, especially when it's done on older patients. So um, when they seek chiropractors. And um, when this happened, I th um, Edzard Ernst has been approached by the Sun uh, newspaper to give some comments because he's done his research and he many years of research actually on the, on the matter. But um, unlucky for him and for uh, everybody else who read, read the article, um, the, um, the Sun newspaper only chose to publish 
very selective bits of his response <laughs> to the event mm. and they were not very <laughs> well covered so you know things like first of all they misspelled his name but that's different and they said that you know 26 people had died as a result um, of the chiropractic um, the latest study showing and the evidence is not in favor on the chiropractic treatment but what they have failed to report is that um, they have been um, years and years and years of studies showing that there's no proof that chiropractic uh, works and um, that it, it is dangerous and because if you look at the figure 26 people you go well so what you know much more people die from the conventional medicine let's you know let's try to compare that and so what the worry was um, in Edward Ernst's blog post uh, and the takeaway that people would take from this article was that um, conventional medicine is much more dangerous than chiropractic medicine and I, I actually can relate this to other um, unconventional medicine like homeopathy or whatever because um, I, I have friends who uh, prefer uh, homeopathic treatments and um, naturopathic treatments to, to um, traditional medicine citing that you see how many people die from conventional let's say chemotherapy etc and it's a really dangerous place to be in and a dangerous position to take um, because people do not understand the extent to which this can, can damage um, one's health and um, not help in, in, in resolving the, the very uh, curable diseases. So again, I'm, I'm not saying that Sun maybe is not the best newspaper to go for uh, any reasonable advice, but it's got a very big readership um, and it would be great if they can report on, on, uh, on stuff like this accurately. Um, and it's probably down to editing, etc. But um, it's just one of these instances where yet again the um, media failed to correctly report the, the extent. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of newspapers, they don't really know enough or they don't have time enough to, to vet what they're writing. They are more concerned of making good headlines and, and things that and, can... And actually scrolling through this article, of course, I saw a young lady with the boobs showing because, I mean, why not? And uh, fair enough, she was a playboy... We always get back to that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> How come? She was a Playboy model, Katie May, who died from a neck adjustment procedure. Well, so it was relevant to the it article, relevant, actually. But, yeah. um, I they, yeah, they could have found article. a pay, they could have found a picture where she actually had clothes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would be probably much more interested in looking at her boobs than um, understanding how it's truly dangerous. This practice is. Uh, it's dangerous for older people. It's dangerous for young babies for whom this apparently now becoming a thing to do, you know, taking your kids to chiropractor. I can't think of anything worse. And yet it's been treated as just like a lightly, oh, well, it's unfortunate, 26 people died. No, it's not just that. Um, and the extent, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's quite frustrating. Hmm. You have to understand the underlying causes, yeah. always. Yeah, it's not just uh, the mere facts. And this is what Natalie Grams does. Do you remember Natalie Grams? Absolutely. We had her on the show. Yeah, That's she's. We love her work. Yeah, and I met her in person mm. in uh, Heidelberg <laughs> when we were on tour yeah. with Susan, Mark, and Lubo. And she took us to the, the pharmacy museum where we saw actual 
original remedies are made by Hanuman. Hmm. Yes, that was cool. And now she has her next book out. The new book is called Gesundheit, which means, uh, well, to your health. And um, this would you say when you sneeze? Yeah, I think you you say that. Yeah, you say that often. Yes. I think yes, I, do. I, I'm not an expert in German, but yeah. So what she does is uh, she uh, talks about uh, several very important questions. Uh, first of all, whether healing is really about a medicine working and uh, whether alternative medicine can be really an, an alternative to traditional medicine and uh, whether things that you pay for are actually uh, worth paying for and and that kind of stuff so um, um unfortunately apparently this book is only in german mm. but i would really love her to to talk about that book so uh we will probably approach her very very soon for an interview absolutely uh, at least a short interview to to promote her book and uh we're really hoping for an english version to come out anytime soon mm. it's uh, available cool. as an ebook right now and I'm pretty sure that uh, sooner or later it's going to come out as a uh, paperback as well. Mm. Natalie Grams, Gesundheit. <laughs> yeah. All right, then we'll go to Stockholm, Sweden, where there is a beauty parlor called Beauty Drop. They are now under investigation for selling intravenous treatments, so-called IV treatments, mm -hmm. uh, containing, quote, fluids electrolytes and vitamins well i am very happy that it's fluid anyway because it would be very hard to get into your veins if it wasn't mm. yeah uh, they have had a selling pitch in in social media which includes the phrase and this is a quote many celebrities choose this kind of treatment to rehydrate the body and boost with extra vitamins <laughs> i don't know even know what it means this is pure gwyneth paltrow material Probably nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is yeah it's it's goop it's goop it's, <laughs> it's, it's, goop. it's worth uh, a rusty razor prize probably it's a rusty razor prize with a, a horrible grammar to boot yeah uh, <laughs> and another gem from this marketing is and i quote beauty drop be the first to try vitamin drip to cure your hangover. No, thank you. I will not be the first one to try it if you haven't even tested it yourself. Uh, it is really... Yeah, and I don't know don't know why you need a beauty drop, because if, if you're hungover, your beauty drops considerably. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's, it's done already. <clears throat> why would you yeah. need anything else? So I, I couldn't help myself, actually. This is a little bit surprised to the two of you, because I, I, I think they need help with their um, marketing. So I prepared mm -hmm. my own little piece... So uh, I have this here, you can, you can listen to, it comes here now. Okay. Have you ever felt that your blood is too thick? That it has a distinct lack of vitamins that impairs your natural beauty? Come and lie down comfortably at our beauty parlor and feel your good looks return as we rejuvenate your body with precious vitamins. It's hilarious. We don't exactly know what the electrolytes are, but they sound cool, so we added them too, to be sure to even cure your hangover, although we haven't tested it ourselves. And be assured that our mixture is as fluid as our promises. <laughs> Beauty drop. We drip until you drop. No dropping guaranteed. What? 
whatever. Have you noticed how you're like... That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. What the hell is going on? How can you notice that your blood is thick? <laughs> you have a generic sales voice. Pontus, that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think they could it couldn't be worse than what they did anyway. So so no, I'm, yeah. I I love no. it. I love it. I need it. That's gonna be my alarm. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. But the interesting is the the, the investigation is actually stuck. It's so it's not. This is not everything. So they've been uh, reported for this, but uh, amazingly, it turns out that to administer substances intravenously is not per se against the law in Sweden. Mm. Because I guess no one has foreseen that anybody who's not a doctor would do this. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so now the, the the authorities a little bit, you know, they are uh, scratching back. their heads and saying yeah. is this illegal or not? But I'm I'm sure they can find another angle to it, but uh, those are the little back doors that people people are actually Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's beauty drop. Don't try it. They haven't done it themselves. <laughs> all right Uh, okay and we're gonna go now to a czech republic what for (laughs) what for we've just been there the elections oh okay yeah no and an elections just happened there where billionaire andri babish wins by a large margin um him and his party have won the czech republic's general election Okay. He is a billionaire um, who owns a countless number of companies. I think it's like in 200s, uh, the amount of companies he owns. Um, mm-hmm. Richest man in the country. And he's at the head of the centrist movement called ANO, which uh, translates as yes, apparently. And he um, just all you know, anti-establishment, anti-everything you can think of. So my worry is, they, they call him actually Czech Trump, this dude. Um, nice. Trump-style billionaire. That's yeah. what we need. Exactly what we need here. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the, thing is, the thing is with him, this is what I... Again, people just like close their eyes, they close their ears, they go la-la-la-la-la-la-la and just do whatever. He's got an, an ongoing investigation in his uh, fraudulent um, some behaviors and financial frauds that he committed as we speak. But you know what? People didn't care. They still voted for him. Good job. Because they mm. don't give a shit. And um, some of the things that concern me about him, well, I mean, apart from the fact he's a billionaire and uh, all his policies will be based on one thing and one thing only. Will it make money for his companies? Uh, which is not mm-hmm. a great beginning um, for, for, for any sort of politician who wants to do good for the country. But also, uh, as far as I could uh, see from, from what I've read about him, he is not a supporter of climate change agenda. Um, and I guess that's not a surprise here. Unless, of course, unless, of course, the, the clean energy uh, becomes profitable. This is my only hope, actually, guys, for yeah. for, for every single businessman and uh, politician out there as soon as it becomes profitable as soon as it uh, all earns you votes people will just do it i hope it's going to happen sometime soon before it's too late um but yes he uh, is very much whatever i read about him it's not <laughs> it's not very exciting um not very good for for the um, local community uh, the climate and uh, the skeptic community so 
you know, watch this space. I am worried for the Czech Republic. Yeah. I wonder what our Czech friends actually have to say about that. It it all might be just, you know, um, I'm overreacting and uh, there'll be some check and balances in place. Uh, oh, checks and balances. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I, pun it not, wasn't intended, but, you know. Um, it should have. My My feeling is that Czech Republic is not as great in providing those checks and <laughs> just because based on the part of the world it's based in eastern europe you know i come from a country where we have exactly what, the same problem with corrupt what politicians. are you talking about yeah just corruption really in general so yeah what do you um, have what do you have to hold against eastern european <laughs> countries Orban. Uh, are you feeling okay, Pontus? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just hope it's not the end of the world uh, for the Czech Republic. Uh, but like I said, watch the space and we'll see how that all going to develop. Him and Trump might become best friends. Uh, and well, also, if it's the end of the world for the Czech Republic, it's the end of the world for for the, the whole the rest of, of us. Uh, mm. Middle Europe. So it's... Yeah. it's well, the thing, the thing is, uh, the other things I've heard about the, uh, the, the this guy, this babish guy... That he is peddling Putin's agenda, which of course I wouldn't be surprised. But I, I, I have no, <laughs> I have no. Opinion. Joining the ever-growing club. Yeah, well, I yeah. think Hungary's in that club, isn't it? Oh mm. yeah, of course we are. Yeah, of yeah. course. So I think we're going to have the Soviet Union back again soon. Probably that's that, that could be the plan. That could be the plan actually. But uh, there are three countries that I know of that yeah. would really oppose that, and those are the Baltic states. Baltic states are fucked. They would really oppose. They just so small, and they, they have are no... fucked, and they are they are scared they no to power. death when it comes to There's... when it comes to it's fucking to Russia, Russia on one side, yeah. NATO troops mm -hmm. on the other side. Like it's all it's all completely fucked. I don't, I think I need to save my parents from Latvia. When when Putin started marching into Crimea. Uh, mm. the, the Baltic states were really scared to death. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh yeah. That, that yeah. could that could good that reason, could happen to them. Yeah, that could yeah. happen to them that's, easily. That's that's yeah. It's all a bit. Um, I should be preparing to yeah. transport my family <laughs> to, to England shortly. But that's it. The, you know, this is. Um, it's a worrying sign that he won. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not surprised, right. um, given the, the the climate and the rhetoric out there. You know, guys, the, the, the more I know about um, international politics these days, mm. the more I want to um, Im immerse myself in uh, the world of Star Trek. No, and, no, 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 uh, but you can't really do I that. I love that. You can't really do yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know, but one can always dream. One can well, always it's dream. Either, and then, um, it, it's either that or take that one-way trip to, to Mars, right? Yeah. So it's it's unbelievable mm. when when you think of all the 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 technological achievements and what we have achieved as a as the as a species so far and you compare it to the stupidity that's going on and that results in in all these political nightmares it's unbelievable mm. so i am constantly in the state of of changing mood from being overly optimistic about the future mm. and being overly pessimistic about it mm. and that's that's painful mm. but in the meantime yeah. we can try to do our 
share of uh, enlightening the world about yeah, that's, stuff. And that's exactly what we do. And that's that's what we can do. Or if skeptics can go into politics and try to change it from the inside, please do. Because that's what we need. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, if we turn our skeptical eye towards Vienna and Hamburg, they hold a parallel ceremony on November the 23rd for the Golden Board, which mm. is Goldenes Brett. Brett, or I don't know how to pronounce it. But the nominations are open right now. So if you can um, recall the earlier years of the, the Golden Board, there are positive and negative uh, parts of that. And uh, the, the, the ceremony... Are, um, the ceremony is the positive part where where there are people who appear on stage. James Randi has appeared on, on stage. And uh, in 2015, uh, one of the awardees, uh, the prize winners, were Stefan Lanka, who, who won the prize for being such an idiot and, uh, and deny that viruses exist and that uh, measles is caused by a virus. And last year, it was Rika Gerhammer, the inventor of Germanic new medicine. So people do have an actual say in who the winner in 2017 will be. So you can cast your vote um, and the, the link to that voting site will be shared on our website. And our website is, of course, uh, www.theesp.eu. Um, also, while we add it, I might as well remind you of our contact details and you can email us at info at um, or you can like us on Facebook um, and send us a direct message on there um, or you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at espodcast underscore eu and uh, if you get our uh, podcast on iTunes, please don't forget to re leave a review. Yes, please do so. And the ESP.eu, of course, is also where you can find the events in Europe page, where we have all the. I've added all the the events now to the end of end of this year, and of course there are others coming on, and I will continue to to add them. And also, if you go there, you will find that uh, we are now on Patreon as well. So there is a Patreon page. So if you want to support us on a per episode basis. Uh, we would really, really appreciate that. You can either find a link on our website or you can go directly to, to patreon.com slash the ESP and make your pledge there. That would be very good for us. Thank you. Or if you cannot contribute to um, our show uh, with any funding, you can still contribute with uh, topics. And tell us about what you think about different topics. Uh, if you think that we missed something, uh, either an event or or an issue that has been circulating in Europe, please let us know so that we can act on it. But um, since the news items that we have uh, collected to cover uh, for this week's episode are over, I would like to ask Pontus to talk about someone who's been really wrong lately. Yes, sir. Uh, on 24th of October, the European Parliament voted to phase out the use of the weed killer 
glyphosate over the next five years. Glyphosate mm -hmm. is mostly known for being the active ingredient in Roundup, a common weed killer produced by Monsanto, who we all know are the evil of evil Boo. organizations in, in the world. Um, the question of banning glyphosate has been debated by the parliament for two years. And the reason cited for doing this is because of the fears that glyphosate could cause cancer. The IARC, or the International Agency for Research on Cancer, who is a WHO uh, organization or branch, added glyphosate uh, to their list uh, of substances that probably causes cancer. So... Uh, the fear is that it causes something uh, called non-Hodgkin lymphoma, or NHL, which is actually not the National Hockey League, which I thought first. So that sounds legit, right? Uh, we don't want cancerous substances in our food. But of course, there are more to this than that. First of all, let's look at the IARC's list of substances that probably cause cancer. Here we will find things like red meat, wood fires, emissions from frying, shift work, and drinking beverages hotter than 65 uh, centigrade. What the hell? Yeah, they're all very bad for you, apparently. And then they have this other list of sub substances that definitely cause cancer, so that they are worse. Uh, and among those you find alcohol, sunshine, Processed meat, outdoor air pollution, salted fish, soot, and wood dust. So that's right. Beer and bacon are more dangerous than glyphosate, according to these lists. Yeah. There's even more than that. Because there is really no objective evidence that glyphosate is dangerous. The evidence is mostly anecdotal, and other agencies do not agree with the IARC. In fact, the number of cases of NHL in the US has not increased and they have even dropped slightly despite the increased use of Roundup since the 1990s. There is also a professor, John Francis Aqu Aquavella, at Aarhus University in Denmark, who reviewed all the evidence after the IARC's uh, listing, and he says that the epidemiologic evidence does not support a causal relationship between glyphosate and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or other cancers. Then, there are even more reasons to question the ban. Glyphosate reduces the need for tilling, which is really bad for the climate, uh, because it releases a lot of CO2. So banning glyphosate will either force farmers to increase tilling or to switch to other pesticides that are probably much worse than glyphosate. So banning glyphosate may sound right or be good, sound right for uh, politicians uh, who, who respond to, to opinions expressed by the, by the public and their voters. But it does not seem to be based in, in scientific evidence. The list you, you talked about, hmm? um, where there was uh, eating red meat and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a definitive list in terms of it's, it only lists the things that have been found to be linked to these, these diseases. But the extent of the effect is not 
elaborated on. No. So like, uh, yeah. No, they're, they're... So comparing these to to glyphosate might not be the the the, the best approach, but still, uh, whatever you said um, afterwards that there is no link found between glyphosate and cancer, uh, that still well, stands. What there are is there are anecdotal. Uh, uh, evidence which we know yeah, are not, not really evidence. good evidence no S- some yeah, yeah. people say i was exposed to glyphosate and then the next year i got this this uh, cancer but that doesn't prove anything yeah, yeah you could probably be smoking at the same time as well yeah so exactly was, yeah. or you could have gotten <laughs> it anyway a bit so yeah, so yeah. so so just to be clear about that, i cited two different lists there's one that uh, the that they say probably cause cancer and there we have red meat, wood fires, emissions from frying, shift work, and drinking beverages hotter than 65 degrees centigrade. That's probably oh, yeah. causes cancer. And then they have the, the, the list of, of substances that definitively cause cancer, uh, which is worse, right? And there you find alcohol, sunshine, processed meat, hair pollution, salted fish, and wood dust. So, um, in any case, looking only at the IARC's lists, uh, glyphosate is is less bad than you know processed food, salted fish, or yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the the real problem, I think, is that banning glyphosate will will probably force other things that are more bad behavior like tilling the earth much harder like using other substances instead of glyphosate uh, and uh, it's just apparent that they haven't th- thought this through and they haven't looked at all the evidence and and banning stuff not based on uh, scientific evidence is just sets uh, the wrong precedent um, yeah, it's not it's not the right way to do things. No, no, so, I don't think yeah, it's, so. It's 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 pretty much worthy of a really wrong price. Yeah. So to conclude, for banning mm-hmm. glyphosate, contrary to scientific and rational considerations, the European Parliament gets today's prize for being really wrong. Wow, oh, we're shooting all, really high now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comfort, yeah. yeah. I've done the Pope twice, so why not? I know. Why yeah, the yeah. hell not? <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Might as well. Cool, 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 cool. I really want to end up on really long one once. I think I, I might have. You what? You want to end up on a really on a wrong really segment? Wrong. Yeah, it's like a spotlight. I think <clears> I, I might have been wrong about something last this episode. But the question was: Were you really wrong? Yeah, so I do remember that you were actually really wrong. Uh, at least uh, we have been contacted by someone. And uh, we should probably may, uh, do a correction on any of the upcoming episodes about that. So, uh, yeah, let's see we can, if we can do that. But I think uh, I already mentioned that I still have two interviews that I recorded while we were on tour with Susan. And those will be run right now, those interviews. 
We're here in Zurich um, at the University of Zurich where um, Skeptica Schweiz and uh, Zurich Humanists uh, organize an event for uh, Susan Gerbic and Mark Edward, Lubomir Baburov and myself um, that is part of our About Time Tour 2017. And we had a bit of a chat in front of um, um, an audience, not too numerous, but very enthusiastic, and um, we really loved all those questions. And I have uh, one of the members of the audience with me. Would you mind uh, telling us your name and where you are from? So I'm Jean-Marc Neuhaus. I'm a Swiss. I'm a professor at the university in Neuchâtel, a biologist, and I'm a member of the Skeptical Schweiz. And where is that place that you just mentioned where you work? Oh, that's about halfway between Zurich and Geneva, uh, just right on the border of the French language in Switzerland. Is it far from here? It's one and a half hour train, so it's close enough to come to Zurich for the conference. So you specifically came for this event? Yes, I just came for this event. I'm going back tonight. Wow. You are a real hero, I have to say that. And, um, uh, yeah, how, how, how did you hear about this event? Well, I heard about it because I'm a member of the Skeptical Schweiz, so I got the information. But I wanted to have the real ESP experience, the live one. Oh, you sound as if you were familiar with uh, what we do on the ESP. I listen every week since you started. Wow, okay. And uh, almost since it started. But I think I think you agree that if someone wants, starts now, they should probably not start from the beginning. No, you don't have to go back listening to the first edition. <laughs> Just start now and, and continue. Okay, and we will release the interviews uh, uh, at some point, so you, you won't miss anything uh, as standalone ones. But uh, that's very impressive. How did you hear about us? I heard about you from the Skeptic Zone, from the Australian Skeptic Network uh, yeah. podcast. Okay, praise be to Richard Saunders for running our ad. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Do you listen to many podcasts? I listen to a few podcasts, yes. Uh, I started with Skepticality, I think, and then I started SGU and then Skeptic Zone and ESP now. Mm. <laughs> Glad to hear that. And um, w uh, what do you do as a skeptic? I mean, uh, you, you are a biology professor, uh, but uh, in the skeptic movement, what, what functions do you have? Uh, I'm in the scientific board of the Skeptical Schweiz, but that hasn't involved much work yet. I don't have so much time available as a university professor and researcher, but... Uh, uh, that could come. And what do you see as the greatest problem here in Switzerland? Well, we are a small country with several different languages, and uh, uh, it seems to be difficult to start to nucleate a group of skeptics. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't found yet the right format to attract more people. And uh, with regards to the topics uh, that concern uh, skeptics in general, what would you say is the, is the most uh, important? Well, in Switzerland we have a problem with the uh, pseudo-medicines mm -hmm. that have been voted by a majority of citizens to get included into the basal insurance. Mm -hmm. That was a shock for me. I knew about people uh, believing these uh, methods, but I didn't expect the majority of people to vote for them. 
So that was quite a shock for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you see the message of science and how science and the knowledge of how science works filtering through in higher education here in this country? Well, science in general is quite popular in Switzerland. I know, I know about the French part of Switzerland. There is every day on the public radio an hour about science, mm-hmm. very positive uh, reports. Uh, so there seems to be uh, quite many people interested in science, but it's not uh, it's nothing about uh, skepticism. It's about uh, positively presenting the nicest new results. So that's that doesn't really represent a process of getting this knowledge and uh, and uh, showing how uh, part of it is uncertain so it's a bit probably a bit too optimistic or mm. too positively presented yeah and um, is it is um, critical thinking or the methods of science and the, the, the overall methodology of science is it taught at uh, universities is it part of the university curriculum in our university it's not a part of the curriculum which is bad yeah. I want the students uh, first day I teach them first year students that uh, they have to be prepared that half of what we're teaching them uh, is false but we just don't know which half uh, <laughs> does it does it really send the right message about science <laughs> they have to know that the that knowledge will evolve and by the time they finish the study some some of the things we tell them in the first year will have changed so not everything that is taught is as certain as it sounds because it's usually presented as a nice story convincing very very uh, uh, didactic but that hides uh, the uncertain parts and after 45 years in science um, I got that that uh, number from a professor when I was young in the 70s and uh, he wasn't that uh, off the mark uh, it's not 50% so far but uh, it still can be yeah. uh, quite many things have changed since I studied so uh, that's a part that I want the students to know and uh, realize from the start it's not that everything's wrong but uh, Uh, a part of the things we tell are uncertain and especially the models we use to explain the results may change drastically even if the if the facts don't change so much doesn't that uh, send the message that uh, it's easier to reject science and say that oh science doesn't doesn't know everything so we can just ignore it well that that seems to be an argument for a religious people right, because they have the definitive knowledge uh, we have less problems with those in Switzerland it's not a very religious country uh, I think in the United States probably it's much more of a problem uh, but uh, it's it's a risk because uh, we don't want to teach science as a religion yeah you want to make them understand that it's constantly changing but still you don't want them to think that that means it's worthless no certainly not yeah 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 and i also want to tell them that it's fun to do yeah and that they should they should continue to do it and uh, continue even if they if leave science once they finish their studies they still should continue to be interested and to be critical and to be critical 
All right. So, Jean-Marc, thank you very much. And I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for, for coming all the way here to, to meet us. Thank you. I'm looking forward to meeting you again another time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Bye-bye. Bye. We're still here um, having chats in the room where the panel discussion took place in Zurich, at the University of Zurich. And I'm here with uh, Fabian Frey, uh, who is a um, board member of, the, of Skeptica Schweiz. Yes. And we met at uh, Rotslav as well, but uh, we somehow couldn't get around to uh, do this interview uh, there. So Fabian, I'm very happy to, to meet you again here. Yeah, right. Same to me. I was uh, very busy, and yeah. you too, at yeah. the conference. So uh, now we have uh, some minutes to talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'd like to thank you as well for making this happen. Your organization uh, was very kind to us. And uh, what do you think of what we had just here? Yeah, it was a really interesting discussion. Unfortunately, not uh, a lot of people here, but uh, we also had a live streaming, so I hope a lot of people joined there. Yeah. You know, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it was a really interesting discussion with uh, interesting questions and also lots of insights uh, and different views on the skeptic movement from uh, all the panelists. So that uh, was uh, something you don't hear every day at the conference. Mostly it's about uh, one topic, a skeptic woo or something like that, but not about the movement itself. So that was a really special discussion. Yeah. Talking about the movement, uh, we were a couple of days ago uh, together at uh, the European Skeptics Congress in Rotslav. Rotslav, I, I still don't it's know how to, to how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we made a, a joke out of that with uh, Susan and Susan and Mark uh, in the last couple of days. So what do you think of that event? Um, was it um, did it live up to your expectations when you went there? Yeah, it did. Uh, there were more people uh, in the audience than uh, the, in the previous one in London. And also they had uh, one part which I didn't attend. It was uh, for the Polish public. And I think it was very successful too. Uh, a lot of uh, events for uh, children and uh, also adults were, were interested in that subject. Uh, so I only realized one part of it so and uh, but that what was I was experiencing uh, was a really interesting and uh, a great event yeah I totally agree but then at the end of the event was something where uh, where you were present as well it was the board meeting of the European Sca uh, Council of skeptical organizations and we already talked about that there is something going on there there has have been changes in the board what do you think do you see it going somewhere yeah that was a really special meeting it wasn't open to the public so but uh, there was an announcement excuse me actually afterwards. actually it was open oh, so really? any anyone yeah. could 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 have attended yeah 
but, but uh, yeah, a few people knew that actually. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a bit, little bit uh, of a close group. But um, the decisions that were made, or the elections, there were uh, really some uh, big changes. Some uh, fresh people are now on, on the board, and uh, I think uh, really enthusiastic and energetic people. So I hope the best that that uh, we can. Uh, make uh, the, the coordination between the different uh, countries uh, to work better and uh, to coordinate that and to give it a direction yeah. and uh, so that we can yeah use the synergies uh, of all these countries yeah it looks like uh, it sounds like uh, your organization is very much uh, up for uh, a closer collaborations with uh, with other countries organizations right Yes, uh, we are. We um, uh, have uh, an own podcast, but it's only in German, and so and uh, we're also writing in German. Um, but I think it's uh, good content, so uh, uh, we are happy to provide it uh, to other countries, and we are also looking forward to get inputs uh, from other organizations um, and also best practices yeah. uh, how. Uh, yeah, how to organize and uh, move the organization forward also. And we, yeah, also in Rotslav we had a great talk from uh, the Australian skeptics, how they are organized, and that, that was really inspiring. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Aran Sagav's talk that that was that was a really good one, and uh, there were a couple of others like uh, uh, Sense of Our Science EU. That was right. that was something that that really deserves uh, admiration. So, yeah. what is it that uh, Skeptica Schweiz does? Uh, what projects do you have? We have blog posts and podcasts. Uh, we put content out, but we also organize. Uh, Events like Skeptics in the Pub. We used to have um, science slams. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these are great fun. Yeah, and uh, now we are right uh, now working on uh, the Denkfest. It's a four-day conference and it's a really big event. We are co-organizing that with the free thinkers and uh, reach uh, skeptical uh, or not not a skeptical, but uh, a group university group uh, or trying to promote science mm -hmm. and uh, it's gonna be a real big event we only do it every three, three years and um, we hope uh, that a lot of people attend there uh, we have a uh, lot of science topics but we also um, hitched on the 500 year reformation celebration we're on in the official program so we're also talking about uh, history and religion and the reformation in different religions and also uh, our take is the reformation of thinking so we're also talking about uh, what is intelligence uh, with artificial intelligence? Is it the same? What does that mean? We're talking about CRISPR. Is CRISPR the new printing press? Um, so we have a lot of interesting uh, science themes which are connected with, with the slogan Reformation of Thinking. That's very nice. Um, is it available, I mean, is it open for everyone or just those who speak German? 
No, it's open uh, for everyone. The talks are in German and English, and we all have uh, live uh, translation. So with headphones, you can always hear uh, either English or German. So you have both languages all the time. So there are um, English-speaking lectures as well. So yes. there are uh, speakers from from English-speaking countries. Yes, there are. There are uh, international speakers, and um, we, it's about half of the talks are in English and half of the talks in German. And uh, we have also um, evening programs. These are not uh, really translated, but uh, you can enjoy them anyway. So. Lastly, when is it happening? And is it still available? Are there still tickets available? There are still tickets available. Um, you have to uh, go to our website, thinkfest.ch, and uh, there you can get the tickets. And uh, it's from the 2nd to the 5th of November this year. Here in Zurich? Yeah, yes, it's in the middle of Zurich. So you're all invited to join us uh, here in Zurich uh, in the beginning of November. Sounds wonderful. And this city is a beautiful one. So folks, please come and check it out. And Dankfest, uh, yeah, judging by the flyer, it must be a hell of a lot of fun. So thank you, Fabian Frey. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And now I do believe that the only thing left for us to do before we close up this episode is listen to a very nice quote presented by Yelena. So you guys, today's quote come to you from a German philosopher, Immanuel Kant, and he says, Skepticism is thus a resting place for human reason where it can reflect upon its dogmatic wanderings and make survey of the region in which it finds itself, so that for the future it may be able to choose its path with more certainty. But it is no dwelling place for permanent settlement. Such can be obtained only through perfect certainty in our knowledge, alike of the objects themselves and of the limits with which all of our knowledge of objects is enclosed. <laughs> but... It's all a bit okay. it's all a bit flowery, but all you have to guys remember skepticism is a resting place for human reason. Yeah, thank you very much, Yela. And Thanks guys. We will end this episode on this very nice quote from Immanuel Kant. And I'd like to thank both of you for joining me today, Pontus and Yelana. My pleasure. Thanks guys. And until next week. Goodbye. 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 This has been your ESP experience. The show is produced and recorded by the ESP.eu. Join us again next time. But until then, please send your feedback, comments or death threats to info at theesp.eu. We would also love to hear your ideas and suggestions regarding future episodes, as well as news from your country of residence that might interest others across the continent. If you have a local event or organization to promote, please don't hesitate to let us know, as we are more than happy to help. 
All music in the program was written and performed by Keisha J. Gray and George Schraub and is used with their permission. Please check out our webpage at www.theesp.eu, follow us on Twitter at espodcast underscore eu and like us on Facebook. I don't know how you can believe. Yes, and to do that, I'd like to ask you, Yana, to um, enlighten us. <laughs> This is why we shouldn't do a live show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the very reason why we shouldn't. We will start in Norway, where. Um, a Christian TV no channel is way. being... <laughs> Sorry. Where there's a... <laughs> I will start over. Please do. to be funny. <laughs> also, whilst... Uh... Also, since we... <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. So, so that sounds right. Uh, not... Uh... <laughs> item uh once again let's yeah don't laugh at me <laughs> i'm i'm half asleep so <laughs> stop laughing guys that's not no, no, i'm just thinking i'm just <laughs> happened to think of something funny don't mind me like how i'm gonna uh, edit this that's... <laughs> i'm gonna hate myself and yourselves for it yeah for the whole thing um yeah i have a quote today from a german philosopher emmanuel kant ah oh, <laughs> you did you did say the c <laughs> word no that's actually a k Start word again. Start again. 